Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Good morning to you. Don't forget the run home with Kimbo and the Roots from 3 o'clock and Sports Day SA with Bryce Gibbs and David Wildey. A little bit later on tonight, our nominations for who's making a difference. Very soon, we make a difference. Save on your everyday living expenses. If you have a nomination, send it through on the text line 0427-154-166. We did get a text in Bic saying, why are the AFL rookie rules so stupid? Ball ace can't be re-rookied, but he can be delisted and picked up again. Do you have a response to that? Yeah. Because what clubs or what uh, the AFL don't want is for James Borlase just to be kept putting, being put on the rookie list, which is one year only. It gives the player no certainty. It's uh, it's less money, and it's just not fair. So he's been on there for three years because he's a cat, a cat B rookie. So he's come from a non-traditional football background, which really is a loophole. The fact that he was born in Egypt, but he really has been a a pretty traditional football type player. Um, yeah. And it just, they're trying to give some certainty. So if he goes back into the draft now, he has to be delisted. It's now, he's now eligible to be picked up by any club. But if someone takes him in the national draft, so someone suggested, why don't Port Adelaide use their, that, that end of round pick that they got, you know, pick 71, if they use that to get Borlase, if that were the case, he would have to be given a two-year contract then, which gives him some certainty and it puts him on the minimum wage which is above what the rookie wage is. So they're trying to do it to protect players from just being strung along and just being kept being put on the rookie list, which have the, the, now the rookie list is not being used for what it initially was intended for. Now you can be playing AFL games and be on the rookie list and not even be upgraded. So that's why they're trying to protect the players and give them some certainty rather than just being strung along on, on one-year deals. Let's talk NBL. The Adelaide 36 is a good win over the Breakers towards the end of last week. They turn their attention to the Wildcats in Perth this weekend. There's a there's a lot going on in the NBL at the moment, so we thought we'd go to the man who knows all about basketball, and that is our very own Cam Luke. Good morning to you, Cam. It was another interesting weekend with some mixed results, especially for the Perth Wildcats, and I get nervous talking about them because um, we uh, <laughs> we have a close connection to the Perth Wildcats Ooh. here at SEN, and I don't want to say anything bad, but they stink at the moment. They really do. Morning, boys. Morning, everybody else. They they unfortunately do for, for us and the, the SEN ownership. They had a really rough weekend, and they just haven't quite got the groove right. I know that the Red Army, who are as passionate as any fan base in the country, in any sport pretty much, uh, are really disappointed right now. And that they central, as what traditionally happens, they central all their frustration and anger towards the head coach. And I'm not saying John really is coaching in career best form, but there's, there's also a couple little tweaks that I think they can probably make that can turn these things around pretty quickly. So um, it's disappointing uh, if you're a Wildcats fan. And uh, Bryce Cotton's had a really sort of sluggish start to the year, uh, mainly because, and this is, this is probably the, my, my main thoughts on why that he's struggling. They just haven't got anybody as a guard who can stop anyone. They don't have any defensive guards. Ty Webster, Corey Webster, not overly strong defensively. And uh, as is always the case, in particular in the NBL, if you're going to put Bryce Cotton in a defensive situation where he has to work hard, it's going to wear him down, obviously, at the other end. So, well, that's what's actually happened. Bryce Cotton has to sort of guard. You know, Nathan Sobey was incredible on Friday night when Brisbane went to Perth and had that really nice win. So I think there's a tweak or two there. I'd, I'd cut the rotation a little bit. And honestly... I'd probably maybe look to release Christian Doolittle as the import they bought in right before the season started 
And if they bring in a, uh, you know, a, a, a straight point guard, they don't have an actual straight point guard on the on the roster. And look, a pass first guy who's defensive minded. If they're able to find someone like that, it makes Bryce Cotton's job a hell of a lot easier, and the offense will, will be able to flow a little better. So um, I have suggested every time I've walked past Hutchie's office, I've sort of half said that, and every single time he has said that to me, pretty much in no certain terms, has told me to go away. So. Uh, we'll mm. see what they do. Hutchie, I did see back in John really last night, which is absolutely the right call. Um, but, yeah, Bix, you would know when you're struggling and the team's struggling and it's a little bit like quicksand, uh, you're sort of trying so desperately to get out of it. Sometimes it pre-falls and you sink a little deeper. So that's where the Wildcats are at. But the bad news for them is they take on Adelaide on Saturday night, who have become a new team in the last couple of weeks. Vasilovic has come in and it's really really loosened them up. They're a lot more exciting. The way they played their basketball last week in New Zealand was great. So um, what they might have thought was a, you know, a winnable game, and it is winnable, but uh, the Adelaide 36ers are playing a lot better basketball than they were earlier in the year. You mentioned Christian Doolittle and um, the recruiters for the Perth Wildcats probably should have thought twice because it does what it says on the tin because his surname is Doolittle and he's not doing very much at all as a player. Um, can I also quickly... The, 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 bad thing about that, the bad thing about that is is that that's exactly what a lot of people half suggested playing cheek when they signed him and so far it's been a yeah. little bit... Look, he did get hurt as well. So he had that bone bruise in his knee which is not the, the ideal way to start any season let alone one that you've come in late for. But I, 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 at the time on, on NBL overtime, I did suggest I would have waited. I would have waited till about this time. NBA rosters make huge cuts right on the eve of the, of the season. We did see a couple of Australians beat cup. But there's so many quality basketballers on the cusp of the NBA who were unemployed last Tuesday, last Wednesday. So I'm not saying necessarily they would have certainly ended up here. But the pool and the talent pool becomes a bit deeper at that time. So I would have waited with the talent they have on their roster as well, because they are a talented roster, to see how it sort of fell out. And had they have had the same record now without Doolittle, they have got the opportunity and the, the flexibility to be able to bring a guy who fits their needs in rather than trying to make Doolittle fit in. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting time. I, I think they're too talented to be continually struggling like this for a long period of time, and I think they'll right the ship. And the good news is, about the NBL is that with the extended playoffs with the wildcard games that have been added in, you're not that far away from keeping in touch or having a run later in the year. So um, it's frustrating right now and disappointing, but it's definitely not uh, the be-all and end-all. Yeah, I think the recruiters are going to be looking for their next player at Perth who's going to be called Nigel Scores Heaps of Three-Pointers or something if they wanted to go by that surname. <laughs> um, now, we're going to talk about Adelaide in a moment, Cam, but um, we did hear last week that... Jack White, who is an NBA champion, he's an NBL champion, he was taken at number one in the G League draft. So he's not coming back to Australia. But there's a couple of other Australians that potentially could make a move back. Xavier Cooks has been guaranteed his salary from Washington. Is there an opportunity that he may come back and potentially suit up for the Sydney Kings? Or is this just a watch this space kind of thing? What's your space at the moment? My feeling is that he will end up in the NBL, back in the NBL, of course. Uh, played really well for the Boomers in the World Cup. Very similar, though, to the DJ Vasilovic conversation that uh, we had a couple of weeks ago. Sydney own the rights or have the first right or first refusal to the rights of Xavier Cooks, just like they did with Vasilovic. Now, uh, with DJ Vasilovic, it probably didn't break as cleanly as, as the Kings and Vasilovic would have liked when he went to chase his NBA dream. That's the polar opposite to Xavier Cooks. They have a great relationship still. And the fact is, if Xavier Cooks does come back to the NBL, it'll most certainly most certainly be with the Sydney Kings because Sydney will make sure that he fits into that roster 
and they're able to go forward with Xavier Cooks as a king. As you said, Jack White, he, he will stay in the, in the US. I know he ended up getting that number one G League draft, but then he was traded straight to the South Bay Lakers. Um, I know Phoenix Suns. There's only three teams with two-way contracts in the NBA as there was a couple of days ago. The Phoenix Suns, the Brooklyn Nets was two of them. I think the San Antonio Spurs might have been the third. But with Jack White, his rights are owned by Melbourne United. So identical to Vasilovic, identical to Xavier Cooks, but Jack White's rights are with Melbourne United for another two seasons. So um, if, if Jack White, as unlikely as I feel it is right now, if Jack White were to come back, he would be with Melbourne United, or at least they would have the opportunity to hold on to him. And I just don't think he let someone like Jack White go. Mm. Um, Cam, you mentioned DJ, GJ Vasilovic. Is it as simple to say as he's been the difference since coming in, or have there been other tweaks around the side? Uh, there's been a couple of other tweaks. Uh, we'll start with Vasilovic. He just, what day is it today? It's Tuesday morning. He's just stopped icing his elbow because he's got the absolute green light from CJ Bruden and he is letting it fly. He is just letting that bill go up. And it's good to see. It's a fun DJ Vasilovic in this team because he's improved. He's got better. He spoke about the fact that he feels as good as he's ever felt. He's done a lot of hard work, a little bit of that NBA taste in the summer league. And what I'm really liking at the moment is his ability to attack off the dribble, which gives you more avenues to be an offensive you know, spark. He's a very good basketballer. We've known that for a couple of years, but he's gone to a new level. So a bit of excitement thrown in there. I think probably a little more of that relaxing uh, Mitch McCarron, who I'm a huge fan of because he plays both ends. He's not necessarily a great, great spot-up shooter, but he's a great defensive guard and he can pass. I like that. We've got to give a shout-out to Isaac Humphreys. Little tweaks in the offense have allowed Isaac Humphreys in the last couple of weeks to be a lot more aggressive. When he was last in Adelaide, which was in the, I think it was the 2021 COVID season, before he got hurt, and I'm touching wood right now because it has been a concern at times, he's a player who uh, was right there on the, sort of right in the, in the MVP conversation through the first five or six rounds. So he, his ability to be able to attack it, Jacob Wiley, who was seen before, looks more comfortable. And there are teams that right now believe in what they are doing. So sometimes you just need a little extra edge when you, when you sack an import a week out from the season and the pressure mounts. You've got to be able to get that win sooner rather than later. And Adelaide feel, well, from the outside looking in, it feels like the win they had a couple of weeks ago started to ease things up a little bit. Next thing you know, they're, they're playing a lot more freely and, and a lot more fun. They look like a team that really enjoyed that win last week in New Zealand. And there's some, some really good photos post-game of the of you know six or seven players laughing and smiling and, and, and really enjoying it, which is what you've got to be able to do in some aspects. I know it's professional sport and it's not all fun, but when you have wins like that, you've got to be able to enjoy them. Yep. And I think that the scenes we did see from Adelaide after that game suggest they're certainly going in the right direction. Yep, no doubt. That was a pressure valve. And it's also on the road. Great to win on the road. Uh, before we let you go, Cam, I got a text message here from Daniel. Said basketball's okay, but get Cam talking about the NFL. That's going to have to be another conversation, mate. But we love chatting to you about all things sport. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Of course, the NFL armchair experts Monday morning on 7 May. But more importantly... ESPN tonight, 7.30, ABL overtime. And it always makes you nervous because we're starting with the Perth Wildcats and uh, Hutchie Watchers. So we'll just see how we go. But there's no doubt they are the topic of conversation right now. Yeah, we'll talk to you again soon, Cam. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Well, we might talk to him again soon because we might say former SEN employee Cam Luke if Hutchie gets his way for keeps bagging up the Perth Wildcats. So um, that is a watch this space as well. It is a quarter to eight on SEN SA, the run home with Kimbo on the Roach from three o'clock this afternoon. But next, it is On The Mark.